Romans is great. Um, whatever, like she loves her books, y'all. I she love loves Romans, her books. y'all. Okay, James so, is great. James is great. <laughs> Romans, Romans is, is great. great. The book, the, the, Bible, the Bible, is great. It's amazing. Hey, feeling good, like I should. When in Durku, walk around the neighborhood, feeling blessed, never stressed. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of The Daily Sunday Show, where we share the word of God as if every day was Sunday. Yay! So what's today? What's today? Oh, um, today we're talking about... No. what? What's today? Sunday. There you go. Oh. <laughs> today is Sunday. Today now, is Sunday. You may be like, no, today is Wednesday. But, but no, it's today, Wednesday, Sunday. Exactly. Exactly. It's Wednesday, Sunday. We're coming up with new days. Monday, Sunday, Tuesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Friday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, and... Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we're back um, with another episode, and uh, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, actually. You look how good. are you? Thank you. I'm doing good, you know, living life. Another blessed day Amen. that the Lord has given us. Amen. But anywho, uh, let's get started. Uh, we got our tweetable quotables or whatever it is, you know. Our, oh yeah. Our, uh, segment. Our tweetable moments. Yeah. From if you're ready yesterday. For the tweetable moments from yesterday. If you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, go listen to it and make sure to listen to the first one because they go together. But yesterday we wrapped up our, um, I guess, two part series, unintended two part series, but two part <laughs> series on faith and endurance, and so. You go first this time. You remember yours? I think so. Okay, you can go. I kind of forgot mine. Oh. <laughs> Hold on. So, so yesterday, he said, well, Kalik said, um, that when we sin, God doesn't hate us because we sinned. He hates the sin because of what it does to us. Yes, I did say that. Which is a really good, you know, entrance into what we're talking about today. So, I'm not going to explain why that's oh, yeah, quotable. True. Or tweetable, um, but you'll you'll understand why at the end of today's podcast. Okay, so I remember mine. What is it? Okay, it was what you had said at the end of the episode yesterday. It was um, the hope isn't the light at the end of the tunnel. The hope is God's light in the tunnel. Mm. Yeah, but I haven't got to tweet it yet. I yeah. tweeted mine. So go follow us on Daily Sunday <laughs> Show on Twitter. So I tweeted mine. And then retweet it onto my personal page. It's your girl, Vic. Um, so if you would like to follow us on Twitter and then leave us your tweetable moments, we can pull them straight from Twitter. Um, so, yeah, I guess we could just dive into today. And today we're going to be talking about religion versus relationship. And if you've seen the title of this podcast, um, I, I wanted to talk about is the Busset Challenge a sin? <laughs> Um, oh, I didn't know you wanted to talk about that. I mean, we don't. I mean, we're gonna talk about what it, you know, yeah, sin and true, true, and and what we should and should not do and all that good jazz. Um, but what what's your take on it? On what is it? Would the busted challenge be considered a sin? Like, if I did the busted challenge, would it be a sin? Mm-hmm. Okay, if I did the busted challenge and posted it, 
So we're married, you guys. So if I did the busted challenge just in the house, I don't think that would be a sin because, you know, it's for my husband. But if I did the busted challenge and posted it, what say you? Hmm. I don't. I don't know if I would clear. I don't know if I would declare it a sin. Mm-hmm. Um. But I feel like you wouldn't. I don't know. Like I don't want to do the busted challenge and post it. Right. I don't have the desire to. Me personally, that's just a a lot of of skin showing for me. <laughs> that's so, what I'm saying. So the whole thing is just like I just feel a little exposed. because you depending on the way you depict the busted challenge, right? So if, if right. you're really depicting it as um, some people put it because it's like you know the Megan Thee Stallion she got the yeah. good knees and so like they just right. trying to you know imitate her and by doing that or whatever and showing off their beauty or their sexiness or whatever it is yeah. you know like whether or not I have Megan Thee Stallion knees shouldn't be any of non-husband's business no not, I'm not saying that oh. I'm saying okay if we put it in a in a in a category of this challenges to for women to show that they're strong that they're sexy right. Mm-hmm. Um, Which they're is showing, awesome, by the way. Right. They're showing that they know they're sexy. And, mm-hmm. and you can put it in that re- regard, right? So when, they're sh- when they post the videos, like, yes, I see myself as sexy. I can also partake in this challenge. Mm-hmm. Some people don't see it that way. Some people say, well, you're making yourself, you're showing your body, and that is allowing other people to see it. So, like, it really depends on how you want to look at it because you could completely not have that type of regard anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you could be like, well, this is a... And yes, there could be, you know, con- uh, connotative meanings behind it that people might put behind it, saying right. if you're putting this challenge out, mm-hmm. then you're trying to show your body, you're trying to show this, blah blah blah, which can be in a bad regard, you know, that could take negative meaning. But if you really just showing it, like, you know, uh, if I was to put something out with me, I don't know, playing drums or something, mm-hmm. or you know, but I was going crazy on the drums, right? Right. Someone could say, oh, he's just, you know, expressing himself, blah, 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 because mm-hmm. he's a good drummer. Or someone could say, oh, you're trying to show off. Mm, yeah. So it's the same regard. It just depends on who you, you know? Right. Because um, some people do it in some tights. Exactly. In, in, a, in, in a t-shirt. Yeah. Some people are doing it in booty shorts. Yeah. Underwear. You know, yeah. it, it, it can go either way, but it just depends on, like, you like what are you putting it out for that's i think that can kind of be where the sin is comes in is what what is your reason for putting it out are you are you putting it out because you want to show that you believe that yourself is sexy which i mean some people say well if you feel like you're sexy that's for you to keep to yourself and only you know significant others don't know or it's just i'm in this movement and i got these strong needs i know i love my body i'm i feel my body is sexy enough to be in the challenge like that type of deal yeah so yeah because I, I saw a video on youtube and we're gonna get into it this is all tying in <laughs> but i saw a video on youtube of um somebody saying that like christians shouldn't do the busted challenge mm-hmm. um and i don't know it kind of it, it bothered me <laughs> because um what you do in your life and what I do in my life yeah. shouldn't matter shouldn't matter to either of us. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be worried about what you're doing in your life. You yeah. shouldn't be worried about what I'm doing in mine. And like the blanket idea of Christianity right. and what you should and should not do is in essence like it's based on the cultural norms. Right. First of all. Um, and so like the Bible doesn't specifically say don't do the busted challenge. <laughs> um but there are certain things that, like, I live by in a sense of, like, 
like honoring God with my body mm-hmm. and honoring my husband with my body and the discretion of my body. And, um, like, that's why I was saying, I don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. because of what I've learned in God, not necessarily like what the Bible tells me I can and cannot do for the rules sake. Mm -hmm. Cause just to say that Christians shouldn't do the bus a challenge. Like you don't know what, you don't know the reason why. Um, I don't feel the need to do the Christian busted challenge where they're like, go to church, have faith instead of, you know, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Go to church, read mm-hmm. your Bible. Um, I don't think a lot of people have seen where like they have a video coming up and then like right before it's about to show something, I guess, perverted. Someone comes in with a Bible and smacks the camera. Right. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, God don't smack us with the word like right. that. Like he doesn't walk around Bible thumping. <laughs> we do that. God yeah. don't Bible thump exactly. you. Exactly. He's not going to hit you in the face with a scripture. The Holy Spirit might convict you, <clears throat> yep. but that's because he's already taught you. Yeah, exactly. That's because you already know. Exactly. Like, you're not going to yell at your kid for doing something that they, that you never taught them not to right. do. So if they're walking around, you know, doing something that would harm them, you may grab them and pluck them out of, of the situation mm-hmm. so like, they don't get hurt. But then you but, explain why yeah, not to do this. Yeah, and then you explain this. why, but, like, you're not going to, you know, they're, they're not going to be in trouble for that. You took them out of the situation, explained them, explained to them, don't do it again, and then they don't do it again. And if they do it again, then right. the consequences right. happen on the other side of it. Because now you know. Because now you know. Um, and so, yeah. So for me, it's not... I wouldn't say that if I did it, because God hasn't explicitly said don't do the, the bus a challenge, but there are other values that God has shown me about me that if I did the bus a challenge... For me, it would be sinful mm-hmm. because it'll be disobeying what he's already taught me. Right. But that's based on. And that's not just Christian. That's not based on just being a Christian. Right. And home. That's because of what he has told you directly. Exactly. What you have gotten from him mm-hmm. and what you know from talking to him or exactly. having that relationship with him. Right. So that leads us into Speaking what we're talking about today. <laughs> um, religion versus relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm just going to like go back and kind of explain a little bit. So. Um, in yesterday's verse, when we were reading in Romans 5, 3 through 5, the last section um, after, you know, our character strengthens our confident hope of salvation, right? So verse 5 says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And I just think that people who have heard the love of God their whole lives take that for granted take that section of scripture for granted for we know how dearly God loves us um there are some people who don't Mm -hmm. and it's familiar to us but the the thought that somebody has lived their life their entire life not knowing how much God loves them like that hurts Mm -hmm. like that hurts me and I, I know that hurts God um to know that somebody doesn't know how much he loves them and so and it scares you away yeah and it scares you away because like we think that um all the stuff that we do in our lives god's going to reject us because we do this wrong or do that wrong or and there's people that are sometimes in the church yeah telling us Mm -hmm. um you're living wrong and so like well we're all technically living wrong you know yeah We're, we're all imperfect um we're, there's there's a difference between 
um, deciding to live wrong and deciding to try and live better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So as, as Christians, what we should be trying to do is trying to live better because that's what God wants us to do. And so because of his love and we appreciate what he has done for us, mm-hmm. we say, okay, Lord, I want to live for you. I want my relationship to, to be good with you. And for me to do that, I want to live right. I want to live righteous. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, I didn't understand. I may have known in like in my mind, not in my heart, there's a difference in, in mm-hmm. knowing something logically mm-hmm. or or in your head um in your mind and then knowing something um in your heart and so in my mind i knew that god loved me you know we sing the song in sunday school growing up you know jesus loves me this i know for the bible tells me so and that that's just it you know that's mm-hmm. what our parents told us and we were young enough to just believe it mm-hmm. um without actually knowing what that meant. Mm-hmm. And so as we get older, it's something that we know mm-hmm. and never look farther into because we just know it. And I didn't understand how much God loved me until I sinned mm-hmm. or until I committed a sin that I considered sin. Mm-hmm. So personally, like in all transparency, I was like Paul in the sense of I you know, I, I dressed modestly, I would pray all the time, I would boast about how much I um, would have picnics with the Lord mm-hmm. and, and just sit in the middle of my floor and and pray and, you know, seek the Lord on all of these things. And I would tell other women, mm-hmm. um, why are you exposing your body this way? Why are you saying certain things this way? Why are you listening to this kind of music? And I had a very strict idea of following God. It was, it was always, um, an outward expression mm-hmm. and never an inward transformation. Mm. And I knew how to be I knew how to be a Christian in my head. I knew how to be churchy because mm-hmm. being Christian doesn't mean you're churchy and does mm-hmm. being churchy doesn't mean you're Christian. Yeah. I knew how to shanana in my Shabbato. Okay. Like <laughs> I knew how to do all of that stuff. I knew how to speak to people. So in church, like pastors wouldn't worry about me because I always had a scripture for what was wrong. Like right. I, they, they turned to me to be the mentor, but I was dying on the inside. I remember the darkest days that I had growing up in church mm-hmm. from suicidal thoughts to depression, to self, you know, self-esteem issues to all types of stuff that happened while I was in church and quote unquote serving God. And I know we talked about our trials and tribulations while serving God, but I, I stopped realizing that life doesn't have to be like that Mm -hmm. because like, you don't have to feel like that. Mm -hmm. Things can be happening around you and not, um, affect you. Mm -hmm. And so I kept letting it affect me. And I was like, well, this is living for God because I'm doing all of these things for God and I'm better than them. And that led me down a long, hard road of comparison. Mm -hmm. And even though in my head, I knew God loved me. Then I started to question, well, I'm in your heart. You didn't feel that way. Yeah. In my heart, I was like, well, he can't love me because so-and-so has been, you know, 
<laughs> busting it on a gram <laughs> and she they're just got a new car they're, they're getting, getting everything, everything they, they want, want. Yeah. they're getting everything that they asked for like they're praying for something they're praying for money they have money they they're praying for new houses they're having houses and they're just on the gram doing x y and z a thing that i didn't do because it was wrong to me mm-hmm. they would listen to all types of music and i was only listening to hillsong young and free mm-hmm. if you know <laughs> if you know hillsong young and free you know how um heavenly that is and uh um i it stopped being about me doing these things to honor god but doing these things to get from god Mm -hmm. and so like we take for granted how much god loves us it was more of a you were inputting to get an output and that's what religion is exactly do this because this is what comes back to us when we do this exactly. and that's not that's not how it's supposed to work it's not and and it was never supposed to work that mm-hmm. way if it had to do with us we'd all be dead mm-hmm. like every single one of us would be dead mm-hmm. and so it wasn't until i actually committed a sin that i deemed as unlovable <laughs> like it that just sounds stupid to, you know mm-hmm. that things that i would deem as unlovable unacceptable um, and then you started getting things you you were praying for. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> case of point, hello. <laughs> yeah, case of point, hello. Um, and so, like, I fell into sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And I felt the farthest from God. Mm-hmm. Even though I was probably closer to God then than I to was you, yeah. when I was trying to be close to God. Or mm-hmm. when I thought I was close to mm-hmm. God based on what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I always tell people, like, you can't know God is the redeemer until you know you've been redeemed mm-hmm. or until you know you need to be redeemed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why, you know, God is, is close to the humble, but he rejects the proud because the proud don't believe that they need him. Mm-hmm. They believe that they can have him. Um, that, Peter, you know, they want him Peter. around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they believe they can have him. They, you know, they, they can have him around. Um and and say oh well i have this asset almost like yeah. well if i need such and such let me just go to my atm real quick and mm-hmm. pull out the money that i already had mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. um instead of instead of being someone without money saying and i use money because it's an earthly value yeah and that's just the easiest to explain this level of value um but it if you if you need money and you can't go to the ATM and get it and someone hands you a hundred dollar bill, you say nothing but God real quick. Nothing because but you, God. You had no control in that. Because there was absolutely no way you could have done that. No, exactly. And that's how salvation is. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no way we could save ourselves. Exactly. And once I realized that I needed God's redemption. Mm-hmm that's when I was able to understand his love. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I was looking at the parable of the prodigal son, right? So you had this son who was like, you know what, dad, forget you, forget your mama, forget your grandmama. <laughs> um, I want you to give me my money now. I'm not going to wait for you to die. Mm-hmm. Give me what's mine. Since I am in your will, give me what's mine, and I'm going to go do whatever I want to do. I'm not going to wait for you to die. And the dad was like, okay. Um, I want you to stay here with me, but if that's what you want to do here. Um, and there was a brother who had stayed back mm-hmm. and, um, in essence, waited for his inheritance, mm-hmm. right? 
And the son, the prodigal son left, got into all type of debauchery, ended up, like, woke up in... In a whole bunch of mess. In a whole bunch of mess. Physical pig to mess. Put it, to put it plain, he, he was he, in a bunch of mess. A whole bunch of mess. Like, dude had <laughs> wasted away all his money on, on women and gambling, and he ended up in a pig sty, mm-hmm. eating Eating food, out of a pig trough. Like, out of a trough with other pigs. Yep. That was the ultimate low level pigs mm-hmm. in the like are dirty they eat they anything eat you put anything in there and everything and he was eating what they were eating mm-hmm. and so at that point he and was to put in the point he he's wasted all the money that yeah, he's wasted all wasted. the inheritance that his dad has given him went out did all this and now he's eating in a pig trough and continue please yeah so like so <laughs> he pretty much comes to himself the, the bible says he comes to himself mm-hmm. <laughs> and decides to go back home and he his initial thought was i'm gonna go back home i'm gonna work as a servant mm-hmm. i'm like I, i'm not worthy enough to be a son mm-hmm. and thank you lord for bringing this up because mm-hmm. um there's something to learn on both ends um of the prodigal son story for those of you who have left the house um, those who have left God, those who may not know God, um, and you may feel like you're not worthy enough to be considered a son and daughter of God. Um, when uh, th- this one's for you, the, the prodigal son went home with all intentions of just being a servant, being low, mm-hmm. being um, not having access anymore to what it meant to be a part of that family. Mm-hmm. And um, and the dad didn't even address that. He saw him from afar off. The dad was waiting for him. Mm-hmm. He saw him from up the road and ran to him. And I feel like I've lived both sides of this story because I have been that prodigal son. I have left... Um, I've left the church. I, I'll never say that I left God. Which I've I'm been gonna, angry with which God. Is, which is I'm going to put as the other brother. Because sometimes the church can be the other brother. Where the, when right, the right, son right. came back, yeah. the other brother's like, I've been here doing this for you. I've been taking care of you. Yeah. Why are you letting him be you know, in the family? And we'll get back to that. So sometimes yeah. that can be the church. And that can be another reason why when you come back, you're scared to come back. Right. You'll feel like, well, God will accept me. But you have to get through the other brother first sometimes, too. Yeah. And, and, as a, as a person living here, because you're like, well, if they're not even accepting me, God won't accept me. Right, because it's supposed to be my family. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. So that's that's why I was saying like I've lived both sides of this story. Mm. So I've been the brother. Mm-hmm. Let me. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. I'll come back to the prodigal yeah, yeah, son yeah, 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 yeah. because you you brought it up. But the the other brother when the when the prodigal son came home and the dad said, "Kill the fatted calf. Let's throw a party." Mm-hmm put the ring on his finger, which is basically um, a, a symbol of you're back in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was like, a, it was a family marker or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So um, put the ring on his finger, threw a huge party, had the other brother kill a fatted calf, all the kind of stuff. And the brother was like, like you said, um, why are we throwing a party? You never threw a party for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've been doing, I've stayed with you. Mm-hmm. I, I have served you. I have been a part of this family and you haven't thrown a party for me. (laughs) 
And so that's where I was in, in the comparison of it all, mm. where I was like, well, I've been serving you. Mm-hmm. I've been praying to you. Mm-hmm. I've been doing all of these things for you. And you haven't thrown me a party. Like, you're, you're really quick. And I've said this. And I, I had to <laughs> repent. Yeah, I had to <laughs> repent for this because I have said this out loud. I said that I used to say that um, the only people that can truly experience the greatness of God are those that come off the street. Like, Mm. God don't care if you have always been there. He Mm. only cares about those that have been lost. So, like... Like he'll only go after you mm-hmm. if you run off. Right. So he don't like he don't see you right. if you're there because he already got you. So mm-hmm. he's not worried about you because he's off saving the one that's not that's not the, sheep the that's not in the flock. Yeah, yeah. like he's like if it wasn't for those who would go out and do X, Y, and Z, he might love me. Mm. So I've been that brother where it's like why why. <laughs> I'm over here serving you, and I'm still single. And so and so, a old girl over there has had, you know, all types of dudes in her bed. Mm-hmm. Hasn't kept herself. Hasn't done all of these things. And she has the husband that that she loves and loves her. And they're about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here single and lonely. Mm-hmm. When the the dad in this story, he looks to that brother and says isn't all of what's mine been yours this whole time? Mm. Everything in this house has been yours. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to throw a party, throw a party. (laughs) Everything in this house has been yours. You wanted me to, to throw a party for you to come back home, that you came back home when you've had all the blessings here mm-hmm. the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's just his turn to now have the blessings mm-hmm. all of the time. Yeah. Like you've had it and we take it for granted. granted. Yep. Because this is living. Wow. This wow. is life. Yeah. I've been in this house. This is life. Like if I've been doing this this whole time with God on my side, knowing in my mind, God is on my side, but it, it's a like you said before. It's a whole different perspective when you know in your heart that God is on your side, because now right. you're connected to those blessings that He has for you, and you don't sit here thinking, "Well, God is with me," but like this is life. No, you know in your heart, God is with me, so my life is going to be, you know, with God on my side. I don't have to worry about this because He's on my side. Exactly. I have access to this. So yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You getting this? Go ahead, so, go ahead, go so ahead. So I live both sides. Yeah. Where you know I've been the brother mm-hmm. that wanted the party all the time when I had access Mm -hmm. to all of these things Mm -hmm. the entire time I've been a part of the family. Mm -hmm. But then I've also been the prodigal son where I've left and didn't think I was worthy enough to be considered a son or a daughter now. And and so I came back to the Lord saying, well, you know, uh, if I, if I go to church all the time, will you love me? Mm -hmm. Um, like I I promise Lord, if you get me out of this, Mm -hmm. I'll be the, I'll be on the front pre, uh, on the f- front pew of the church yeah. on Sunday yeah. and Wednesday yeah. and Thursday for youth night. Like yeah. I will be there, and and you know we all get there, but I hadn't gotten there yet, mm-hmm. and that was my first time actually learning what the grace of God meant mm-hmm. because it's so easy to forget that you live by grace when you don't deem your sin as negative. Mm. So we all, we're human. Mm-hmm. Um, we have been reborn in Christ. Yes. Those of us who have made Christ the Lord of our life, we 
are in the family, mm-hmm. right? But we still sin. Mm-hmm. We, we still are have not flesh. Sinners. Yeah, we still have flesh. Yeah. We are not sinners. That is not our identity. Our yeah. identity is in Christ. Mm-hmm. But we still sin. Mm-hmm. But to us, it's it's permissible. It, I mean, right. you know, it's a little white lie. I'm not trying to do this. Yeah, so. I'm not trying to do this. So God, like God's good. He forgives you because it's an accident. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you do it on purpose? Mm-hmm. What happens when sinners are doing it on purpose? We deem them as completely different. Yeah. When that's not what we should be doing. We shouldn't be saying you're not worthy enough because none of us are worthy enough. Right. We should be saying what you, you should be saying. You should be saying that God can get you, can, can make your life Mm -hmm. better if you choose him. Right. And what you're doing is hurting you. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with me and how I'm offended exactly. at the fact that you did the busted challenge on the ground. <laughs> like, my offense is not what's going to save you. Mm-hmm. It's the bringing, bringing to your knowledge that there's a better life mm-hmm. that you could be living. Mm-hmm. And that's why the son had to come to himself. Mm-hmm. He had to realize that the life that he is currently living is less than the life that he was living mm-hmm. and could live again. Yeah. And when he came back um, and the dad embraced him, like, God, he's still dirty. Like, I mean, I got, the prodigal son was still dirty. Mm-hmm. So he still smelled like pigs. Mm-hmm. He still hadn't showered. He was still sweaty. The father didn't say, ew. Yeah, like God still, I mean, the father who is God in this scenario Mm -hmm. still embraced him. Open arms. Hugged, ran to him and hugged him. Oh my gosh, let me clean you before. Yeah. He didn't say, let me get you washed up before I embrace you and and say, I'm happy that you're here. No. Right. First things first. He embraced him and then clothed him. Yep. So it it, it comes with the embracing Mm -hmm. first and... Um, it, it wasn't until I was able to say, oh, God loves me regardless. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I'm not. He didn't love me because I was perfect mm-hmm. and I was never perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, he made me perfect. Mm-hmm. I did not make myself perfect. Right. The stuff that I was doing to honor him. When in essence, I was just doing that because that's what Christians looked like. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. That part didn't matter. And once I was able to to understand grace as the unmerited, unearned, undeserved love and favor of God. Mm-hmm. My life <laughs> was changed. Mm-hmm. Like God sent his son to die for us when we were his enemies. Not when we were clean. Mm-hmm. God embraced us when we stank. <laughs> All of us reek. <laughs> of sin Mm -hmm. okay like reek like your 13 year old little brother who has not (laughs) discovered deodorant okay we all stink and and god still hugged us like that that's crazy i mean i'm not gonna go around hugging people who who smell 
it's 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 offensive to me. <laughs> <laughs> Your smell is offensive to yeah. me. How dare you? It's disagreeing with my nose. Please right. step back. <laughs> my nose is allergic to your funk. Yeah. You're um, trying to bring that over here? Right. You're trying to bring that smell over here? Now nah, that's just disrespectful. <laughs> right. And oh my goodness. Like, as as people who follow God, mm-hmm. when we come in contact with those who spiritually smell, mm-hmm. we think um, it's disrespectful to come like that. We think it's like disrespectful that. to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, how Keisha gonna come into this church with a short skirt on? Don't she know? No. No, she doesn't. She don't know. It, Just because it's a church don't mean someone know how to dress at a church. But it's your responsibility with love. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's how God corrects us, with that's love. With love to help and correct. Exactly. And God never said don't correct, but he says do everything with love. With love. And that is has nothing to do with you. Yeah. So when you correct somebody, it shouldn't be because you feel that offended. Yeah, that you feel offended. No, it's because I want to help you get into the rhythm of how it how it feels when you want to live for God. Right. How it feels like when you have that relationship. What 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 it kind of looks like that some ways that we can honor God in what we do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And love. I'm respecting God with what I do and respecting his people. That's completely different than, oh, I'm offended, so you need to get out of here. That's completely different. And love, love in correction or correction that's made in love requires relationship. Yep. And I'm talking about from person to person. When God corrects us, it's through relationship. Mm -hmm. So why not us when we are led that's key. When we are led to correct to correct someone, we need to have a relationship with mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. Don't just walk up to random people on the street and tell them that uh, <laughs> that God don't like it when you do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Don't stand outside of a Planned Parenthood yelling at somebody. <laughs> you don't know their situation. Yeah. You don't know their situation. I do not condone abortion, but I don't know their situation. Mm-hmm. All I can do is pray mm-hmm. that either God turns them around or God keeps them mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know their relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I can hope that they will come to the Lord, mm-hmm. but me yelling outside with a whole sign that says that you're killing babies and God hates murderers and all that kind of stuff. God also hates pride and judgment. <laughs> so I'm going to stay on my side yeah. and, and pray for you because I don't know stay you. Stay in your place of humbleness. Exactly. Stay in my place of being humble, right? Yeah. Before I start to take the take the rod out of your eye before you try to get the speck out of somebody <laughs> else's. Like Jesus said that. <laughs> You're going around trying to nitpick at somebody else's speck mm-hmm. when you have a whole rod coming mm-hmm. out of your face. And that and and all that goes into the religion relationship. It always ties back in because if if I'm inspecting somebody else, am I inspecting myself first? Exactly. And I should be inspecting myself because I want my relationship mm-hmm. with God to look right. Exactly. So and we should always be on ourselves, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And in love, go and help others when we can. But right. you have to get yourself right. Because when you stand in front of God at the white throne judgment, you will not be judged on what somebody else did. Exactly. Even, you will not be judged even on what somebody else did to you. Yep. So... It's a personal thing. Yeah. 
it's not about comparing yourself to somebody else and and the love that God has for you has nothing to do with the love that he has for someone else. And so when it comes to sin, no, don't I'm not saying sin. Right. Where sin abounds, grace superabounds. It says that in Romans. Like Paul is very clear. When there is sin, there is grace. But that doesn't mean you should go on sinning. Mm-hmm. And take it for granted. And take it for granted. Oh, God's going to, you know, forgive me. No, that's not how it works. No. like the, and, and we're, like, the Bible says we're dead to sin. Why would you go living a life in a place that you're dead? Mm-hmm. Like, you do not exist in sin. Mm-hmm. You are dead in the world of sin. Why would you go vacation in a world that you don't, that you no longer live in or exist in, right? right. So, um, whether you are the prodigal son that was in the house and left or the prodigal son that was not in the house at all. (laughs) Um, Or even if you're the brother that had stayed in the house, there's still love for you. Just like there was still love for me, even before I realized that there was love for me. God, God's love is what stems is what everything stems from. And, you know, this is the verse that a a lot of us who have have grown up in the church know. But even if you don't, even if you've never heard this, this verse before, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Yes. God loved the world. Not those who kept the law, not mm-hmm. those who can do all the right things, mm-hmm. not those who um, act judge right, others don't or act, act right. right or, yeah, yeah he, he says the world. That's everybody in the world. And then it says whosoever, again, for God so loved the world and whosoever. That is anybody, whether you have been in the church and left, whether you have never been to church at all, never, you know, asked God into your life at all. Or if you've been in the church your whole time, your whole life serving the Lord um, with a clean heart and just wanting a little bit more of him. Um, You're the whosoever. Like, I am the whosoever. I am the whosoever. (laughs) Um. Tweet, tweet, I am the whosoever. If you listen to this, um, yeah. if you listen to this episode, or any social platform, or any social, uh, yeah, any social platform, Instagram, Facebook, um, let us know that you listened to the to this episode by saying, I am the whosoever, because Christ has died for us. God sent Christ to die for all of us, and that's that's where we can pull His love from. That's how we can know, because it doesn't matter who it is. He loves you. Yeah, God loves you. And we'll talk more about what, um, you know, what he did, what God sent Christ to do. We'll talk more about that in regards to salvation because it's the love of God that has given us the opportunity to be, to saved. be saved. Yeah. So we'll go into what salvation means 
um, in the next episode. Yeah. But we just wanted to lay this foundation right yeah. now yeah. on what love means and, and where we all are. Um, you can't go to the doctor for medicine. If you don't know what's wrong. If you don't know that there is something wrong. Oh. Yeah. yeah. You can't know to go to the doctor unless you know that there is something wrong. Right. And so, yeah, this was just going to lay the foundation for that so we can go and have all the fun in the salvation portion of this series. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on all the social media. Again, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, Instagram and Facebook is The Daily Sunday Show, but Twitter won't let us be great, and it's <laughs> just at Daily Sunday Show. And make sure to subscribe on whatever platform whosoever platform that you are listening <laughs> on um but we are on apple podcast google podcast spotify and anchor, anchor. um so yeah. yeah and we're gonna have our youtube um uh, that's coming out very soon yeah so go we subscribe hope you have a, there yeah we hope you have a great day yes and uh we pray that god shows you how much he loves you today yep See you. And we love you guys too. Yeah, and see you tomorrow. <laughs> God bless. Cue the music. Feeling blessed. Never stressed. Got that sunshine on my Sunday best.